Good evening, everybody. My name is Jordan, and this is episode 36 of Sodom and I. So I left Bible study not too long ago, and pastor said something that stuck with me. So this is what I would like to speak about today. You cannot have a breakthrough without getting broken, right? You can't, if you don't uh, go through trials, you don't have a need for a breakthrough, for a miracle. And I think I spoke about that not too long ago on here. You cannot expect God to, his. you can't expect his perfect work to, to work in your lives if there's no reason for it to happen. So we are going to be reading uh, James, all of James chapter 1 today. This is talking about testing your faith. I think um, I'm looking at AMP. Let's look at NIV. Mm. Yeah, I'm going to read in AMP because I just like the way it explains stuff a lot uh, better. So, without your Bibles, I'm reading from my phone today. My Bible is still in my uh, in the cover and whatnot, and I already highlighted it earlier in church so I'm just gonna read on my phone today that's why there's no uh it's <laughs> one of the whispers of wisdom today James chapter 1 verse 1 James a bond servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ to the 12 Hebrew tribes scattered abroad among the Gentiles in the dispersion greetings you know, rejoice. Consider it nothing but joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you fall into various trials. Be assured that the testing of your faith through experience produces endurance, which leads to spiritual maturity and inner peace. And let endurance have its perfect result and do a thorough work so that you may be perfect and completely developed in your faith, lacking in nothing. If any of you lacks wisdom to guide him through a decision or circumstance, he is to ask of our benevolent Father, who gives to everyone generously, without rebuke or blame, and it will be given to him. I'm going to go ahead and highlight four and five pastor uh he only spoke on four but we're gonna hit on all of this because he didn't just stay on the the broken for breakthrough you know but he must ask verse six for wisdom and faith without doubting god's willingness to help for the one who doubts is like a billowing surge of the sea that is blown about and tossed by the wind for such a person ought not to think or expect that he will receive anything at all from the Lord. Being a double-minded man, unstable and restless in all his ways, in everything he thinks, feels, or decides. Talking about being indecisive. Can't be indecisive when it comes to God. You have to know that he will come through. You might have to wait a little bit, but that's all right. He's not just going to make you wait and not be there with you the whole time. Gather up your patience and wait on the Lord. Mm -hmm. 
Verse 9, let the brother in humble circumstances glory in his high position as a born-again believer, called to the true riches and to be an heir of God. And the rich man is to glory in being humbled by trials revealing human frailty. Knowing true riches are found in the grace of God, for like the flower of the grass he will pass away. For the sun rises with the scorching wind and withers the grass. Its, its flowers fall off and its beauty fades away. So too will the rich man in the midst of his pursuits fade away. Blessed, happy, spiritually prosperous, favored by God is the man who is steadfast under trial and perseveres when tempted. For when he has passed the test and been approved, he will receive the victor's crown of life, which is, or well, which the Lord has promised to him or to those who love him. Let no one say when he is being, when he is tempted, I am being tempted by God. For temptation does not originate from God, but our own flaws. For God cannot be tempted by what is evil, and he himself tempts no one. Each one is tempted when he is dragged away, enticed and baited to commit sin by his own worldly desire, lust, and passion. So, when we feel like, I guess, you know, we're being tested, God tests us, but he doesn't tempt us. That's not him. You know, we're tempted by things that we already go through. That's not, you know, but they just explain it pretty well. So, each one is dragged, is tempted when he's dragged away, enticed and baited to commit sin by his own worldly desire, lust, and passion. When the illicit desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin. And when sin has run its course, it gives birth to death. Do not be misled, my beloved brothers and sisters. Every good thing given and every perfect gift is from above. It comes down from the Father of lights, the creator and sustainer of the heavens, in whom there is no variation, no rising or setting, or shadow cast by his turning, for he is perfect and never changes. It was of his own will that he gave us birth as his children by the word of truth so that we would be a kind of first fruits of his creatures. First fruits. We talked about the church of Ephesus in Revelations. That was the first church speaking about getting back to their first love. You know, God wants us, you know, so that we would be a kind of first fruits of his creatures a prime example of what he created to be set apart to himself, sanctified, made holy for his divine purposes. When God created Adam, I mean, he probably knew that they were going to, uh, you know, eat off the apple of knowledge, you know, from the tree of knowledge. But, uh, you know, this, this, <laughs> thank you, Jesus. Thank you. We'll continue. Understand this, my beloved brothers and sisters. Let everyone be quick to hear. Be careful. Be a careful, thoughtful listener. Slow to speak. 
a speaker of carefully chosen words and slow to anger, patient, reflective, forgiving. For the resentful, deep-seated anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God, that standard of behavior which he requires from us. So get rid of all uncleanliness, uncleanness, and all that remains of wickedness, and with a humble spirit receive the word of God, which is implanted, actually rooted in your heart, which is able to save your souls. Mm -hmm. Pastor said, if how you feel does not line up with what God says, you need to change how you feel. And that called out a, a, a lot of us in church because, you know, a lot of us don't like to forgive. A lot of us hold on to grudges and things like that. He was speaking about the prayer in uh, in Matthew. You know, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us. Forgive, uh, what is it? For, dang it, I'm so mad. He really put it on my memory right now. <laughs> our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us of our debts as we forgive those who have debts against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Now, I forgot a little bit because it can, you know, different translations. It's forgive us our debts. And then another one is forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. For, that means we want God to forgive us how we forgive other people. If we are like unforgiving of other people, how do we expect God to forgive us? On, you know, we don't want God to forgive us on the same level we forgive people if we're not actually forgiving them. So that was a, dang Lord, give me a revelation just now. You know, that's something I dealt with. Working on forgiving, truly forgiving people. Not like that half booty uh, forgiveness. Big on that silence. Very big, uncomfortable silence. Not the half booty forgiveness. True, heartfelt forgiveness. Forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. If I want God, God, God forgives me regardless. God, for he, he is such a loving, kind, caring, wonderful, mm, loving twice, loving three times, my God. He is so good. Imagine if he held grudges against us like we did other people. We, we, we wouldn't be feeling the same way, right? But that's not what he does. And because he forgives us in that capacity, that means we need to forgive other people in that capacity. But continuing, verse 22. But prove what? <laughs> Thank you, Lord, I love God. This is called confirmation, I learned. But prove yourselves, doers of the word, actively and continually obeying God's precepts 
and not merely listeners who hear the word but fail to internalize its meaning, deluding yourselves by unsound reasoning contrary to the truth. The truth is the word of God. For if anyone only listens to the word without obeying it, he is like a man who looks very carefully at his natural face in the mirror. For once he has looked at himself and gone away, he immediately forgets what he looked like. And that doesn't make any sense, does it? No. And that's what God is saying. Don't just hear what he says. Apply it. But he who carefully looks into the perfect law, the law of liberty, and faithfully abides by it, not having become a careless listener who forgets, but an active doer who obeys, he will be blessed and favored by God in what he does in his life of obedience. If anyone thinks himself to be religious, uh, scrupulously observant of the rituals of his faith. Yeah, all right, cool. I read that the right way. And does not control his tongue but deludes his own heart this person's religion is worthless futile barren pure and unblemished religion as it is expressed in outward acts in the sight of our god and father is this to visit and look after the fatherless and the widows in their distress and to keep oneself uncontaminated by the secular world. Amen. That's the end of uh, James chapter 1. But, verse 27 is real nice. Pure and unblemished religion, as it is expressed in outward acts, in the sight of our God and Father is this, to visit and look after the fatherless and the widows in their distress, and to keep oneself uncontaminated by the secular world i could only imagine uh that right now it is a lot 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 harder to keep oneself uncontaminated by the secular world with all the advancements we've made imagine the people who wrote these stories i mean i'm sure they would believe you know once you know, they saw who was saying it. But, like, do you think they would really believe that we could have... They wouldn't even know what a computer is. I was about to say that we could have a handheld computer and research anything in the palm of our hand. They'd be like, what? You're not... What? You can't... Huh? They probably wouldn't even understand the concept unless God gave them a revelation. But, like, there's just so much... Things are so much more easily accessible Things that we don't truly need in our lives are just so much easily accessible. Things that please the flesh more than they please God are so much more easily accessible. But that's why he said straight and narrow. That straight and narrow path is the way, baby. He did not say it was easy. Matter of fact, he said you will face persecution for following Jesus. Just as Jesus did. Ah, but we stand up for our Savior. Mm, mm, mm. Stand up for our Savior. That's like, man, don't y'all want to see the face of God? 
when you, after your first death. I don't plan on having a second death in Jesus' name. I'm only going to pass away once in this life. And when I pass away, I want to open my eyes and see the face of God. And not only that, I want him to be like the works of her hands. By that, I am pleased. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Could you imagine if you experienced your first death and then went up and saw God and Jesus standing, you know, next to him on his right side? And Jesus is like, I don't know who that is. I literally, I've never seen them before. You're going to be like, Jesus, it's me. What are you, what are you talking about? Like you, they're probably <laughs> like a little doorway. You're going to see everybody having a party in heaven. And then you're going to be like, I can't go there. And just going to be like, I have, I don't know who they are, Father. I've never known this person a day in my life. Then he just like presses a button and you fall through a trap door or something. Like, I don't want to live that. I don't want to experience that. I don't want to experience that at all. So I'm straight and narrow as the path, baby. I tell you what, he is changing me. <laughs> he is changing me. <laughs> oh, man. But I love it because I love him. Change me, oh, Lord. Mm -hmm. But Whispers of Wisdom today is the 26th. Sixth. Yeah, I got a gap. Sometimes I be having a little lisp. I be listening to these videos too. It's all right. It's the way the Lord made me. He love it. <laughs> mm -hmm. He knows your needs. God meets the needs of his creation. So don't worry. He has saved the very best for you. Mm. Are you a worrier? Do you dwell on problems or anxieties that you cannot control but can't seem to stop thinking about? You are not alone. Lots of people worry and fret over big and little problems, serious issues, and silly things. Our Heavenly Father doesn't want us to live in a state of never-ending worry. Jesus tells his followers in Matthew 6 that true believers should have faith that God knows what they need and will supply everything to meet those needs. Worrying, Jesus said, is what unbelievers do because they don't have anyone to trust to take care of their needs. Look, that go back, hey, look, love humans, trust God. Not saying distrust humans, but you need to uh, put your confidence, you need to put human level confidence in humans. Loving comes with forgiveness and compassion. Trust comes with perfection. God is the only person who is perfect. He is the only one. Jesus is God in the flesh. God is the only one who is perfect. Not saying distrust man, but put human level trust in man. Human level confidence. Human level experience based confidence in man. That way if they mess up, you love them through their mistakes. Because we are not perfect. No one's perfect. Forgiveness is key, guys. Mm -hmm. But continuing, continuing. Worrying, Jesus said, is what unbelievers do because they don't have anyone to trust to take care of their needs. Christians have God. 
So the next time nagging worry sneaks into your thoughts, take a moment to remind yourself that God already knows your needs and he's taking care of them right now. Whisper of wisdom. So don't worry saying, what will we eat? What will we drink? What will we wear? These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers, but your heavenly father already knows all your needs. Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously, and he will give you everything, everything you need. Mm. Matthew chapter 6, verses 31 to 33. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking Matthew 6, he, he also says something along the lines of like, what will, what will, worrying will not add an hour or a day to your life. So why do it? So why? Literally place all your worry in God. Literally place all your worry in God. People don't be believing in God because they don't always see him work. Uh, They think that if he does not work super, super fast, or if he doesn't do what we ask as soon as we ask it, then he's just not real and what he says doesn't work. You know how many times God like came to somebody and told them something was going to happen, and then it didn't happen till decades later? Because a day to us is not the same as a day to God. <laughs> oh, man. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I'm going to keep it nice and short tonight because I am, I am tired, and I am asking the Lord for a a a amazing amazing rest tonight mm -hmm. i think i've done a not a lot mentally today but i i've i'm tired as you guys can probably hear in my voice i'm pretty tired but not too tired to praise the lord never but i appreciate you guys for listening to this please please hear the word of god and change yourselves it's all right to change, baby. God is the only one who does not. Please use your ears to hear and your eyes to see. Open up your Bibles and read this stuff for yourself and allow him to give you revelations. <laughs> you will surely feel much more lighthearted. Thank you, Lord, for all that you've done for me and all that you continue to do for me and everyone I love. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Jesus. Thank you guys for listening. Have a beautiful night. Have some great rest. Mm -hmm. And I'll see you tomorrow. I love you.